Welcome to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Bussey. I've lost over 80 pounds and kept it off for years now. I was a professional at losing weight and then gaining it all back and then some over decades and decades. I finally figured out how to have peace around food, the scale, and my body, and I have 100% confidence that this struggle has ended for me in a complete victory. I'll provide all my tips and tricks, as well as solid strategies and tools for you to consider and then implement, for you to finally put this issue behind you forever. These strategies will work for whatever struggle you're facing, whether it's with your weight or any pain point, so stay with me even if you've never had an issue with your weight. Let me make it abundantly clear that I am in no way a medical professional or registered dietitian, so please consult one or the other if you have any specific medical or dietary needs, but... Do you know for sure that this battle is not meant for you at all? That you're wondering how to finally escape and get out of the diet cycle and mentality? Please have a listen. I'm ready to share all the things I was missing and all the mistakes I made so you can learn from my failures and get yourself some traction, take action, and then ride the wave of momentum right along with me. Basically, I'll show you how I won so you can too. Let's go. Well, hello, friends of mine. How are you doing today? I am doing exceptionally well today. Super pumped and excited to come to you with what's going to be like a special episode of the podcast today. Uh, And it's special because I'm wedging it in. It's going to bump a couple of other podcasts that I had recorded because as I keep noticing is happening, uh, I'll have the same issue coming up again and again with clients. And I'm like, okay, stop everything. We're going to have to talk about this. Because although I have a great agenda and lots of podcast ideas and still notebooks full of things to talk about, it's like, okay, when this keeps coming up, I need to stop everything. We need to talk about a topic that I confess, I don't think I really realized it, but I think I've been procrastinating a bit about it because it just seems so big to me and so valuable and there's just so much to it and I wanna do it so much justice. But newsflash, I'm not gonna be able to do that in one 20 minute podcast. It will just have to be woven on through again and again, which was ultimately my goal for the podcast is to weave a lot of this concept through But I was like, I got to just jump in this pool and just we'll just splash around (laughs) and see where we land in this episode. But you can know if this seems like a lot, we are going to be talking about it over and over. So jump in the pool with me. Let's talk about when you have a lot of thoughts, when you're thinking a lot about food. Because anyone? Yeah. I for sure was having a lot of thoughts about food, like all the time, food, food, food. It was either that or my body and what it was looking like. So consuming my thoughts, like endless food chatter in my head. And so I just want to begin to start to unpack how I worked through that. And I'm telling you, it took some time. It was a bit of a practice, but once I learned it, you're going to keep have hear me keep saying like the things I've learned, you can't unlearn. And once you get them, you got them forever. And it's a beautiful thing. So again, we're talking about when we're thinking a lot about food. 
Can't believe I, I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but did you know that uh, research shows that we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000 thoughts a day in our head? Now, if that blows your mind a little, I was like, how is that possible? I feel like kind of a simple girl. Like, I don't have that many thoughts in my head. I'm kind of simple that way. But, you know, if you put it all together, all the habits that we have in our day and our routine and you really break it down and all our previous experiences and all the thoughts that come racing in because of just our life in general, I started to realize, oh, I can kind of see how that is a possibility. And then I was also aware that maybe 50,000 of the 60,000 thoughts a day, I probably had really wrapped around food. And so I became super overwhelmed by that. So I don't want you to experience that level of overwhelm. I just want us to just be aware that we got a lot of thoughts in our head and we need to sort of be aware of what's going on in there because I love, this always makes me laugh, but I did hear a coach in the very beginning of my journey say that when your mind is not managed and your thoughts are just like running around in there, it can be like a bunch of toddlers running around with knives and running around with a Sharpie, you know, near the white wall that you have. And that can obviously be dangerous. Um, I've heard it explained so many different ways, but those are the two that always make me laugh. We do not want a bunch of toddlers running around with knives. We need to lovingly approach them and remove the knife. (laughs) Um, We don't need to yell at them, but we need to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Can we just get the knife out of your hand? And can we examine what's going on here and just get the attention back of the toddler in our brain, which will be with us forever. (laughs) So (laughs) welcome the toddler. Uh, But let's like wrangle that toddler in a loving way and just get our thoughts uh, managed and in order. And newsflash, it's going to take a minute. But it's kind of fun once you start to work on it. You get momentum and you find, you're going to hear me keep saying it, the low-hanging fruit that you can work on and you just get momentum and you keep working on it, working on it, working on it. And then you can get into some of the deeper weeds and more challenging thoughts that you might be struggling with. But it's super fun and energizing when you sort of get a handle on what you're thinking and slow down enough to think about what we're thinking about. So... This whole podcast really centers around the concept of cognitive behavioral cognitive behavioral therapy. Boy, I have such a hard time saying that every time. So I did some research about where it all originated, and it was super interesting. So in the 60s, uh, there was a gentleman named Aaron Beck, and he sort of created this whole concept. And honestly, I think it was based on, and there were some roots even previous to that. So back in the 30s and 40s, when the military people were coming back with a bunch of difficult thoughts they were having, uh, the whole cognitive, you know, things started to arise. Like, we have to figure out they're having just these horrible, difficult thoughts that they're trying to manage. What can we do about that? And so fast forward into the 60s. Aaron Beck came up with the concept or had the thought himself about us having a lot of automatic negative thoughts. 
which I always think is also funny. You'll hear a lot of people referring to them as ants, your automatic negative thoughts. So as you can imagine, a bunch of ants running around in there. That's a problem. We need to sort of get them wrangled. So his concept with the automatic negative thoughts, and it's so interesting because even now there's so much brain science around how our brain actually has a negativity bias. So it's automatically looking for the problems, looking for where we're in danger, looking for where there's a problem. I'm sure this does not come as a surprise to you, although you never really considered that it's a protective, it's actually an awesome thing that we are created with our brain to protect us and be looking out for us and looking for all the dangers and all that. But then as you can see, this can become problematic. And we probably all know that person that is just like completely in a loop of negativity and just cannot get free from that. So you sort of have to be onto your brain and be grateful. Thank you so much, brain, for coming in trying to protect me. But we don't need to have all of these negative thoughts all the time. There is a way to slow things down and really examine these thoughts and be like, is this even true? What is even happening here? So the key is with the cognitive behavioral therapy, I'm going to say it slowly until I can get it quickly, uh, we need to just have awareness of the thoughts that are going on in our head and slow down just for a minute and challenge these thoughts. You know, is this, what is even happening here with this thought? Where did this thought come from? Uh, I love the analogy that like we're literally walking around with this gigantic bag of thoughts that we got from society and our upbringing and the parents and all the things like, where did this thought even come from? And is this useful? And I love the beautiful picture of taking all those thoughts that we've had our entire life, setting the bag down, and then going through them one at a time and deciding if we want to continue to carry them with us or let them go. So you can probably imagine how freeing that can be when you just lay it all down and then pick them up one at a time to examine them. So the root of the cognitive behavioral therapy is sort of the think, feel, act cycle. So the root thing here to know is that your thoughts are what are creating all of your actions and the outcomes in your life. It's literally your thoughts. And isn't this the best news you've ever heard in your life? Because guess who gets to decide what their thoughts are? Hooray! It's us. We actually have the ability to be in charge of our thoughts, uh, to be the good parent in our own head. And this is great news because we can actually change our thoughts in our head over time. Doesn't happen overnight. Some of them do. Some of them, it's a beautiful thing. You're like, oh, I don't even need that. Where did that even come from? That's not even true. What is happening? And you start letting them go. And it's just so unburdening. So I just want to encourage you that this has been a beautiful thing. But again, it's a practice. going to take a bit of time. But oh, the freedom when you really slow those thoughts down 
and have awareness about them and then challenge them. Like, are you welcome here? Like, I'm gonna interview this thought. <laughs> like, it's on a job interview. Uh, you would like to come and live in my head? Well, let's talk about that first. Like, tell me why you think you're a fit to live in my head. So anything that works for you for the analogy, um, I'm all about it. So, and I actually have a client that loves her analogies. So you know who you are and you're gonna love my multitude of analogies this time. So one of my favorite analogies that I heard about this was a coach talking about uh, she wanted to go exercise one day and and credit to where credit is due. I'm guessing, but ultimately pretty sure I heard about this from Brooke Castillo the first time. So shout out to her genius yeah, has transformed my own life listening to her podcast. So I believe she was the one that was talking about uh she was wanting or one of her clients was wanting to go out and exercise but it was raining and just the overwhelming frustration that the client had felt because of the rain so i wanted to use this as an example which is kind of neutral you're probably not going to have a lot of emotional response to this example so it's a good one like entryway so the client wanted to tell her that her situation was that it was a problem that it was raining. Like this is a horrible situation. She's got to unscramble all these thoughts about it. And so what we want to be aware of is pulling the situation back to completely neutral, which is it's raining. Now she's having a lot of negative thoughts about the fact that it's raining because she wants to go out and exercise outside, you know, and it's raining and this is a big problem for her. But now someone else is sitting around super excited that it's raining outside and they're sitting on the couch by the fire and this is literally the best day ever. So, newsflash, who's right and who's wrong? Is the lady that wants to go out and exercise and she's frustrated about the rain, is she right that it's a horrible thing that's happening that it's raining? Or is the person on the couch watching Netflix super excited because they're cozied up by the fire that's excited about the rain? Is she right? Well, guess what? No one is right or wrong. They're just having different thoughts. Isn't that interesting? So the situation would be, it's raining. Totally neutral. We get to decide what thoughts we're having after that. So then her thoughts after that are all this negativity. This is a huge problem. What am I going to do? I need to exercise. I need to lose weight. What is happening? Ah, like a million thoughts come in. These thoughts are what are creating her feelings that she's having. Bunch of feelings about this. Anger, frustration, impatience. I don't know, whatever multitude of feelings that come up. And this is what is causing her to take an action which is either forcing herself to go out there and exercise in the rain or throwing up her hands and giving up for the day. And then this is what is giving her her outcome or her result, which is she's either gonna go out and exercise and do something awesome about it, or she's gonna just like curl up in a ball and be super dejected. So do you see how it's kind of a formula there? We have our neutral situation, then we have thoughts about it, then it creates feelings, which is what causes us to have our actions, 
and ultimately gives us our outcome. So it's honestly like a math equation in my head, and I was able to use this to help me unscramble all the thoughts in my head. So I know this is a lot, and we'll just be going over and over and over and over it again, but I just wanted to do intro here, and I thought it would be really fun to use a couple food-related examples of this. So I was thinking about this weekend. Uh, I went to this bakery that I love in San Diego, and I love going there. I love everything about it. It's like the whole vibe there, the food, everything all about it. It's in an area that has like deep grooves of memories that I have. So literally when I'm walking up to this bakery, I am filled with joy on every level. It hits all the buttons for so many things for me, which is super fun. And I look forward to it so much. Do you know that somebody else walked right by that bakery and could have cared less, didn't even give it a second thought, kept on walking? And I think to myself, how is that possible? Clearly they are wrong. (laughs) They don't know this bakery is so amazing, but they're not wrong. They just have completely different thoughts about it because perhaps they're going to another great restaurant in this area that I love. So maybe they have the thing for the like Thai curry And they want to go have this like fabulous curry. Shout out to my friend Ron because we go regularly to have curry at this place when we can. Well, regularly, I wish, but we go as often as we can. And so uh, maybe they're just have on their mind to go out to this curry place. And so that's what they're focused on. And then maybe I don't think twice about the curry place. So isn't it interesting to think that we are just having all, like we're all these people running around with all these different thoughts in our head and different, you know, areas that like we have strong emotions about and a lot of thoughts about and other things that we're like, eh, completely neutral. So another fun example that I had, and honestly, this really made a huge impact and was like a mind shift for me was when I heard a weight loss coach speaking about going to a buffet. Now, imagine you're going to some, I don't know, fancy buffet in Las Vegas where they just like do it up and have all the amazing food and you know you're going to go there. Now, for me, I would have probably had weeks of thoughts beforehand when I was really struggling with my food. Like, what am I going to eat? How am I going to control myself? There's going to be so much food. It's going to be so much pressure. And I would be in and out of thoughts about it for weeks. Who even knows how long? From the moment I knew I was going, it would be like a loop, very exhausting loop in the background And I wasn't even like focused in today because I had like a loop going on about what am I going to eat? This is going to be horrible. It's going to be so much pressure. I'm going to overeat and then I'm going to feel bad. And I would just have all these different feelings layered upon feelings on top of feelings about it. Now, my husband would be the quintessential example of someone who would hear we were going to a buffet and would literally not give it a second thought until the moment we rolled up to the buffet and then he would just eat whatever and go home. And that would be the end of that. So was he right and I was wrong? Not so much. 
We just have different thoughts about it. So this is just such an area that I feel like I have transformed in is how to really wrangle those thoughts and figure out if they're actually useful and helpful to me or if they're just like crushing my soul and my progress and not making me want to take any sort of positive action just because of the pressure. So the first key is gonna be not to beat yourself up about this, but then afterwards to just be aware of this phrase, which you'll hear me say again and again, because I truly think it was maybe the first thing where the light bulb just went on and my brain exploded when someone mentioned the fact that my thoughts were not facts. Just because I was having a thought in my head didn't mean it was a fact. It just meant I was having a thought in my head and it really wasn't a big deal. I know this is gonna sound super hippie, woo, whatever, so take it with a grain of salt and fit in whatever analogy you would like, but boy, it really was like helpful to me to think of your thoughts just being like clouds going by, They're just clouds going by. Some are darker, some are lighter, some are puffier, some are heavier, filled with rain, I don't know, whatever. But they're literally just clouds going by. Like you're gonna have all these thoughts going by in your head and they don't really mean anything until you assign and attach some meaning to them. I mean, we all have all kinds of weird thoughts and crazy thoughts and negative thoughts and it's just a normal thing. So I just wanna normalize back to that 1960s Aaron Beck, automatic negative thoughts. We just have like ants running around in there. But once you wrangle them and really start paying attention to them and notice them and kind of laugh at them like, oh, well, there goes another cloud. But it's my sky. You know, I'm the actual sky up there. Uh, I get to choose which clouds, you know, we sort of fling on by or put through the shredder. I love that analogy of like, well, that one's going through the shredder. Because you know, even in your brain, your brain actually, if you visualize yourself putting some thought that you know is just not helpful to you at all, and you imagine putting it through the shredder, super powerful. Super literally tells your actual brain that that is not necessary and starts to build sort of a neural pathway to literally throw that one in the trash. So I love that one, I use it all the time. So I could just say so much more about this, but I want us to just like start to notice this week. Our action item for this week is just to notice. Can you find some thoughts that don't have a bunch of emotional charge and maybe just notice how you're having a thought about it and that maybe it's not really a big deal? And I don't know if this one will be neutral or not for you, but one that came to mind that I heard somebody speak about was, let's say you had planned out your dinner for tonight and you're feeling really good about everything you're eating today and you're just in a really good place. You got your hunger scale dialed in. You know exactly what you're going to eat for dinner. And then in walks your husband with some pizza. And then just notice if you just have a really strong reaction to that, 
Because isn't that interesting? Like, to your husband, this is a good thing. He's trying to, like, love you by bringing you some pizza so you don't have to cook tonight. But you had this whole plan about that. And maybe that one sends you to a place and you notice you have a lot of thoughts about it. But how can we sort of pay attention to them and decide, okay, is it really going to help me to want to be super frustrated and scream at my husband about this who truly was just trying to help? You know, how is this thought helping me? And then can I just go ahead and eat the dinner I was planning to eat? And if the pizza just smells really good and I really want some, could I just put it on my plan for tomorrow and then have some tomorrow? Uh, is it really something that I need to just have a strong emotional reaction to? Or can I just notice I'm having the reaction, which will kind of give me a second to pause and step back and decide how I want to react? So I'm not saying this easy is easy. Obviously, things are going to come up that can be really emotionally charging, and we'll get to those. But if you can start to work on the items that are the lowest hanging fruit. Like maybe you notice a car cuts you off and you would normally have like a really strong reaction to that. But that was one that I, even before I understood this concept, I that was an easy one for me. I would always just immediately think, you know, what if the person's going to the hospital? What if there's an emergency? You just never know what someone's going through. And that was easy for me to let go. But it took a minute. I had to think about it. But now that one is automatic for me. I don't even give it a second thought. When somebody cuts me off in traffic, that one's easy for me to let go. So see if you can find some easy, low-hanging fruit thoughts this week that you can examine and maybe just like put that bag down, pull it out, and then just decide to throw one away that is just not helping you. And this will lighten your load so much emotionally over time. I cannot begin to tell you. And then it will give you some bandwidth and some space in your brain to be able to really decide what you want to do and then make a bunch of forward progress just because your brain isn't so cluttered full of automatic negative thoughts. So try all this on for the week. Let me know what you think. And we'll be weaving in lots more examples and tools about this. But I can't even begin to tell you the peace that I have now that I have wrangled a bunch of these thoughts and chosen the ones and decided on the ones that I want to keep and the ones I want to throw away. So ponder that. I would love to talk to you about it. If anything's coming up for you with this, I'm here for you. And this is why you hire a coach, because someone needs to help us go through these thoughts and decide which ones are useful, decide where did that come from? What can I do with this? This is what I'm here for, and this is what I love to do. So get in touch. Would love to work with you. Let's get on a call and figure that out. Thinking of you with great love, and I choose to think of you with love because it's so good. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you can spend some time thinking about what you're thinking about, and I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. It has been my absolute joy to have you with me. 
If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. Let's build a community, and you can help this effort by taking just a moment to give us the best rating so that others can find us and join us on the journey. Please be in touch with me at my website, which is SoFarSoGoodCoaching.com. Would love to hear from you on Instagram as well, which is at SoFarSoGoodCoaching. See you next time. Until then, let's take our lives so far and make them so good.